When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. And then I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, mind your own business. Joining me today, it's, I mean, it's just me and Jeff. Do I have to do this every time? I'm Adam Todd Brown. Jeff is Jeff. We do this. We do podcasts. Jeff does a bunch. I do a bunch. And then you listen to them. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Todd Brown and Jeff May. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Jeff, thank you for being on your best behavior. I'm always on my best behavior. I that feel is quite nice about it. Thank you. Absolutely not true. You are normally a huge asshole. Good boy, Jeff. How's it going, Jeff? Oh, living the dream. Didn't deal with any traffic on the way here. It was a trafficless hour and five minutes to get here. I mean, hour five. That's it's not, not bad. bad. No, I'm, I'm, I know people are like, but. Yeah, in to LA. Get, to get 29 miles in Southern California in an hour is not too bad. Yeah. We are recording in person. En person. At the new Unpops studio, which is finally set up for live streaming. We're live streaming this. We're dreamy streaming, baby. Nice soundproof room. We could kill someone in here if we want to. Should we kill you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No problem. I go out on a high. If it's right before Christmas and I go out, right? that's my equivalent of dying fucking. Right? I feel like this this room looks like Christmas. We got the right colors. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like this room looks like a murder room. Oh, well, yeah, that too. This well, is a dark web room. This is a room where you would die of a heroin overdose, not so much get murdered. Oh, no, this is snuff film. This is like definitely because it's all like it's clearly curtains. So it's clearly just like, oh, yeah, there's clearly like a window right there, but it's covered up to be nice and like whatevered out. I don't know, man. It, this, there sure this, is. This definitely has like murder on the dark web energy to this room. And I'm not mad about it. Well, let's murder someone on the dark web after this. How murder these fucking questions, bro. We are doing another Q&A episode because I'm having a wild week and I still have a needle in my jaw. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I still have that embedded in my face. I have honestly no clue when this needle is coming out of my head. I talked to some doctors a couple weeks ago. And they were like, we'll get back to you. And it's like, don't call us. Like you had an audition for surgery. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. We decided to go with another patient <laughs> for this. There's actually another needle in your jaw that we're going to remove first. So how many needles are in here? <laughs> yeah. You, they just put you down and you got like woke up with like 30 needles in your face, <laughs> like fucking pinhead. Pinhead. <laughs> hell yeah. That would be great. So we are answering people's questions. I'm getting distracted by the chat here. By the chat. 
one comment every 12, yeah. 12 to 20 <laughs> seconds is really getting you down. Yeah, that's <laughs> so it's weird how that's hard to keep up with. But we got questions from Patreon, from Twitter, from Discord. From Instagram. From Instagram. I didn't know we had Instagram. I got two. I just did two. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I didn't do two. It's just two people replied with questions. Do the two. Woo! To the do. <laughs> no, that's not. Do the your mom. It. That's good. That's good. that's fairly good. That's really good. So, <laughs> what was what was that at the end? I was treating your mom like a lady. <laughs> yeah, you were. All right, we got a lot of food questions. If you hell yeah, man, I am that. fucking starving. So this is great. This is. Are you, dude? I've had a just a protein shake today. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Well, I can't eat before I go to the gym. If I if I eat anything at any point in time before I go to the gym, I'm I'll fucking vomit. That's so. Sucks. And then my gym, my class is at noon. It goes from noon to one. So I don't put anything in my body other than water until like one fifteen every day. Oh, that sounds healthy. Well, it's nutrient dense, but it's <laughs> just I I just can't like I've tried it every time. If I'll eat something at six a.m. And at noon, if I do anything, my body's like, oh, you're going to let something go real quick. It's a Jeez. fucking nightmare. Yeah. That does sound like a nightmare. So, yeah, let's talk about food then. Let's do it. <laughs> the ghost of Dave Thomas says, what's a food you hated as a kid but love as an adult? I don't know if I would say love so, so much, but I've come around pretty hard on peppers. Like red peppers, green the peppers. The green peppers, uh, diced peppers. Like, because it's, you know, it's naturally a bitter food. And if you're a kid that's used to like flavor, it's, right. it's like a pretty aggressive flavor. Plus, my mom, the Italian part of her, loves like peppers and eggs. Mm. But she, they would be like long slivers that would get like moistened. So there was like a wet pepper in the eggs. I don't like that. I don't either. So no. I hated it. But like now that I've learned like, you know, dicing peppers and I think they're a great addition. So, yeah, I would say pepple. Pepples. A little pepples. Yeah, for me, it's like fruit and vegetables related also. I would say tomatoes for a long, long time. I could not stomach a tomato. I, I mean, I just, that. but uh, they have their place. Like, I, I still in don't. A, in a nice tomato salsa. Tomato yeah. sauce, I put them in my chili, and then you always fucking flick them against the wall or whatever and don't eat them. But it's yeah, fine. Fuck, fuck your tomatoes. But Love tomatoes, the chili. Fuck the tomatoes. Mayonnaise, I used to not be able to do. Oh, mayonnaise. I, I, I super came around. Mayonnaise has terrible PR. Yeah. And, yeah. and people sh like to shit on mayonnaise because it's the color of white people, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the plant, but like it's my favorite grilling fat as yeah, well. So if you're making that. a grilled cheese, instead of putting butter, put mayonnaise on, the, uh, on that shit when you're grilling it down. Ooh. Yeah. It's a moistener, you know? Yeah. You got a dry chicken sandwich. It's gonna moisten that right. It's up. also great. You mixing mayonnaise with hot sauce. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fucking aioli right there. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I don't eat mayonnaise. Have some garlic aioli. That's fucking. <laughs> man that's mayonnaise. Same thing. That's hipster mayonnaise. Same thing. All right. Next question. This is appropriate, seeing as how it's coming from former Georgetown Hoyas men's basketball coach John Thompson. First things first. Love you guys. Of course. Agreed. Next question. I enjoy the shows. Same, yeah. I'm on board. Jeff, are you down for the new Ant-Man? Why or why not? Yes, because why not? Yeah, I've uh, liked all the Ant-Man movies. Yeah, what would I... No! Like, yeah, man. I know they're fun. What's-Her-Face is like an anti-vaxxer now, and people are salty yeah, I saw Black that, Panther. But, yeah. And she's as anti-vax as they come. Yeah, there's some issues that just aren't going to keep me from seeing a movie. 
And I yeah, think, if someone's an anti-vaxxer, I'm like, well, I hope you get it and fucking die. But until then, I'll watch the movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm still gonna watch Ant Man yeah. though. What is her name? Why can't I? I'm, I'm in the midst of a lost rewatch. Evangeline podcast. Lilly. Yes, yes. Also, Adam, is it true that Jeff doesn't even like sports? I've actually never heard that. No, that's yeah, that's crazy. Of course, Jeff. That's actually a real out of out of yeah. left field. Oh, sure, uh, sure, an sure. out of left field reference that you would even have there. So yeah, I mean, you're wearing a hat that looks just like a Boston Red Sox hat. Of course, we both like sports. The fuck, Noel Danger. Hey y'all, I'm such a big fan of all the shows, but my absolute all time favorites are the Nirvana podcast, Corncast. And the Limp Biscuit podcast. Hey, I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> so my question is this. Will you ever do a Nickelback podcast? Hear me out. I think it would be a hell of an interesting deep dive. And I just know it would be hilarious. <laughs> I love the hear me out. Because like, yeah. hear me out. Here's the premise of your show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Of course. Of course it would be interesting, right? Yeah. I would love to do a Nickelback season because I know... Almost nothing about that band except that I hate their music with the intensity of a million burning suns. With Nickelback, here's the thing about Nickelback is, like, I don't really like their music, but they seem like really cool guys. (laughs) Like, they seem like really decent dudes. Yeah, I bet they're I bet they're all right. Like the guy from Nickelback, he's always like, I don't know why everyone's so awful to us. Like, and I I I, I like that. He also did that really good cover of was it Seek and Destroy or something? Oh, I, I haven't was, heard it. They covered something at a, at a concert or a festival, and it was so good. It was like, oh yeah, when you play other people's music, it's great. Yeah. And I know what I hate about Nickelback. I mean, I I don't like their music, but I've read interviews with Chad Kroger, the lead singer, and. He's apparently such a perfectionist. Like, he wants no dropped notes, none of that. And it's like... That seems, yeah. Then you, then you sound like the Eagles. Yeah, like, yeah. Be more Radiohead than, than Eagle, you know. They're just... Radiohead, it always seems like they just record an album once, once they're ready to go, and they're like, and that's the fucking album. Or Neil Young. Yeah. Like, Neil Young could break his fucking hand on a song, and he'd be like, that take is fine. I think the imperfections are what make things perfect. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Also, that was a really good Neil Young on my part yeah, just now. Not bad. JT. What up, JT? Adam and Jeff, if you were stuck on an island and could only bring three things, what would they be and why? I would bring a gun to kill Jeff. <laughs> that was literally what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say a gun with two bullets to shoot at him twice. <laughs> you i'd bring a uh a boat that's smart helicopter yeah because that yeah they didn't put any rules on this yeah no i'd bring a. I mean i could because here's the thing i wouldn't take a helicopter because i can't fly a helicopter mm. i'll take a boat because i could figure a boat out right good like, point. give me a motorboat oh hell yeah uh <laughs> yeah a big old set of titties <laughs> it like okay the honest thing of like if i was stuck on a desert island uh, we're talking like Castaway style, right? Like it's not like a cartoon mound with a fucking palm tree sticking out. Right, it's, right. That's good. Like a like a Rambo knife. That's tough because it would be tools. Like I wouldn't be one of these people that would be like, I'm gonna bring Catcher in the Rye or something. Yeah, no, fuck that. Fuck, get your books out of here. I gotta survive. Just fuck Catcher in the Rye in general. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what I'll do. I'll fuck Catcher in the Rye. Sure, 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 sure. Some lube and a copy of Catcher in the Rye <laughs> and some condoms because I want to be safe. That's such a tough question to, to spring on me like that. I didn't see that one. That is a hard one. Yeah. I think a, a tool, like a multi-tool, like a Leatherman would probably be a good idea. Honestly, a gun probably isn't the worst or, or like a bow and arrow or something. Yeah, something to hunt with. Yeah. And then a big old set of titties. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Maggie Foster. This is an easy question. Star Trek or Star Wars? <sighs> 
not as easy as you'd think. It's easy for me. Star Wars, definitely. My dad was, uh, and I've warmed up to Star Trek yeah. since. I think the J.J. Abrams, like the first J.J. Abrams timeline, yeah. Star Trek kind of softened me up to yeah, that. Because it's a Star Wars movie. Franchise. Yeah, with with Star Wars. Trek people, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, Star Wars for me. You know, it's like, obviously I've grown up on Star Wars, and Star Wars has been a lot of the stuff that I deal with. But, like, you know, over the pandemic, I wasn't re-watching all the Star Wars stuff. I was watching The Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. There's, I, I personally think there's a lot more depth to Star Trek. I think that they're currently putting out good stuff. But Star Wars just has too much of my past. Yeah. You know, it's just... I mean, and also, like, nobody in Star Trek is as good as Darth Vader as a villain. Like, yeah, that's the thing. The characters don't do it for me as much with Star Trek. And I just have so many childhood memories tied to going to see Star Wars in theaters because I'm yeah. old. I remember seeing Return of the Jedi in, like, I, I can still picture the theater <laughs> I saw. From a at. piece of luggage my dad carried me in. <laughs> <laughs> I was seven. Like, oh, wow. So I was I, old enough. I think you would fuck with Deep Space Nine. I think Deep Space Nine is probably, like, phenomenal. Now, that being said, I haven't watched Andor, and all people have told me is how fucking good it is. So oh, yeah. I have to get to it. I just haven't had time. I haven't been able to get into any of the Disney Plus Star Wars shows. I didn't hate Obi-Wan, but from what I understand, Andor is just... Like, people are saying Andor is the best Star Wars. Like, oh, it's yeah. the best thing that Star Wars has done. Jeff, yeah. James Nidzinski would like to know Spider-Man collections, storylines, graphic novels, and favorite indies. Which ones? For Spider-Man collections, I personally love the Superior Spider-Man by Dan Slott. Uh, I really enjoyed the Tangled Web, the Tangled Web uh, series, which is more of an anthology about the people affected by Spider-Man. And then also, just I really think Dan Slott's really great. And then any Spider-Man written by Zeb Wells. Uh, Zeb Wells, in my opinion, is the most underrated Spider-Man writer. I think he ended up being like the head writer for She-Hulk, the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he's just very talented. But like, honestly, like instead of collections, I would say writers and I would go Dan Slott and Zeb Wells are my top two Spider-Man writers. Yeah, that's what I would have said, too. I know. Jay Sherman 5000 says, will either of you be attending All Elite Wrestling Dynamite when they return to the forum on January 11th? Finally! I've been, we've been chomping at the bit. It's been too long. Um, I cannot wait. I would love to be able to have room for wrestling. I don't. I only have so much bandwidth, and it is spoken for. I fell out of wrestling a while ago. And, like, I have friends. Like, I'm enough on the fringes of it where I can, like, I get the gist of what's going on. Yeah. But, no. The only wrestling that I attend is uh, Wrestling Pro Wrestling in Burbank. It is... Shout out to Rivers Langley. It's and Eric Barnes and, and Eric Barnes. Uh, it is uh, so fun, and it is it's God. If you're if you're ever in LA and you can find a way to see wrestling, pro wrestling, go to it because it's just absurdist theater behind the mask of wrestling, and it is so fucking wild. Yeah, I would go to a live wrestling event, but I mean, it's not going to be one January 11th. That's yeah. You don't go don't go to anything with a matching date because sometimes terrorists are like, well, people will remember one 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 one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, I just I don't fuck with wrestling that much. I think we're gonna go see hockey though, right around that time. We are gonna go see hockey. I also got tickets to see Metallica. You did, huh? I got both nights. They're playing two nights, but they're doing completely different sets with different openers. 
both nights. Who are the openers? Pantera one night, which, how? With an asterisk. Right? Yeah, big asterisk. And then, I don't know, some metal band I don't give a shit about, hmm. but it's going to be very, very exciting. Those some, were those expensive? Those seems like they would be crazy expensive. You know, for for two nights, two tickets each night, I was able to get in on a pre-sale, so I got them right. face value. So they were, I paid right around $500 total. For the whole thing? That's yeah. not bad. Yeah, that's like 125 a ticket. That's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be uh, very fun. I'm hoping my friend Clint, who used to be the president of the Metallica fan club in the Midwest, I'm hoping he flies out for it. Did you offer him a ticket? Is that? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's so cool. What a nice dude. Yeah, why wouldn't I? Not you, him. He's probably a nice dude. Yeah, no, you suck. Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Sure. All right. Johnny. He's got a question. Instead of remaking successful movies, if Hollywood decided to remake bad movies with a better budget and director, what would your choice be? That's a good question. I would take uh, 1952's The Thing from Another World, and I would have John Carpenter direct it. Oh, no, that happened. Oh, okay. Oh, that's just The Thing. Oh, the thing. Sure, 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 yeah. sure, sure. That's all I had. Fuck. Fuck. Um, no, um, like a, a movie that I thought had, because uh, like bad movies with a better budget, I would like to see, I would like to see Short Circuit redone. I would like to but see. But you still want Fisher Stevens to be in Indian brown face. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah of, of course. Well, I mean, I guess maybe they did do that with Chappie. <laughs> Chappie. That's Chappie. Do you know every movie I go to, I do a That's Chappie? I do know that because and, I go to movies with you. And, and it, you do at every movie at some point go, that's Chappie. And I, I got to be honest with you. I don't even care what you say about it. That doesn't get old. Yeah, it, it does not <laughs> it get old. So yeah, good. it's great. Yeah, I mean, like, bad live-action movies that have potential, I guess, is the question, right? Like, the the, the concept is there. Because I think they do that a lot, though. Yeah, well, I have an answer from very recent history, which is mm. The Dark Tower. That is Stephen King's best book series by a million yeah. fucking miles. And that Dark Tower movie sucked yeah. ass. It was so bad. I don't care who directs it. You can have fucking Matthew McConaughey and Idris Elba star in it again. Just do it better. Yeah, okay. So in that regard, then, I guess you're you're like, if we go through there, like imagine something like a Batman versus Superman done by like Boon Jong-Hoo or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that would be like interesting. Like to see like how somebody that, although, nah, to be fair, that's what happened with Eternals when they're like, let's give it to an auteur director. And it's like, mm. uh, maybe that's not yeah. a good idea. That was a good question. Yeah, that was a good question. Oh, uh, this next question. Kevin Calkins must be a new listener. What is your favorite podcast to listen to? Can't choose your own. That's cheating. I only listen to my own when I'm fucking <laughs> editing them. Uh, uh, beyond that, I really don't have a ton of time. Like, I have podcasts that are made by friends that I would recommend. Yeah, secretly incredibly fascinating. Yeah. Um, all the stuff on Gamefully Unemployed, I think, is really good. Yeah. Uh, but but I don't. I, I think I, here's the thing. When you are working in this field, we don't have a lot of free time. And listening to podcasts, fun. It's fun. You know, like they're fun when you hear them. But like, that's just like working on work. Yeah. And it's also not my preferred method of background noise. Yes. Yeah. Put one on Pornhub and we'll see. Like I had. A listener reach out recently, Rebecca Stewart, who has been on the podcast a bunch of times. She's great. And she just became a lawyer. And she texted me and said, hey, 
Unpops really helped me get through all of that study and, and whatnot. And I love to hear it, but also I cannot imagine. How the fuck did you do that? Yeah, I can't imagine like doing research or trying to focus while someone's talking yeah. in the background. I'll get that. Like I'll drop an episode of Jeff has cool friends and someone's like, can't wait to go for my run to listen. And I was yeah, like, how yeah, the I, hell are you getting <laughs> motivated to run while you're hearing me being like, so what's it like being a stunt man? Yeah. Like that, I can't listen to like audio books when no. I'm exercising or anything. I need like, like I need the Tron soundtrack. If yeah. I'm, yeah. Like I need something that's, Gonna, I need to feel like I'm in a video game when yeah. I'm running. Like, that's really how I think about it. So, yeah. Yeah. I just, I prefer to listen to music when I'm working. That's basically what it boils down to, I think. Gumball Head the Cat coming in with the weirdest question of the bunch. Adam looks like my dad. My dad has been dead for about 12 years. I am 10 years older than Adam, I think, maybe six or seven. Would it be weird if I called Adam dad? I don't feel like calling him dad. I'm just curious. This feels like a story problem. And yeah, but that's there's like a trick answer here. No, that's not weird. I'm supposed to say yeah. no. They're both going opposite directions yeah. or yeah. something like that. Uh, uh, but Adam no, of course the, not. It's not weird. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the trick is Adam is actually the boy's mother. Yeah, I, I believe is the thing. I have never found it weird when. Older dudes call me dad. That would be. Oh, that sounded. But I love. I love when age-appropriate women call me daddy. (laughs) Hey, right. I don't. It pulls me right out. Yeah, it's creepy. It's creepy as shit. I'm always like, what? No, no, no. I call you daddy. Wait, no, also not that. (laughs) Wait, in the chat, Donna Milligan just said, "I listen at three times the speed rate and enter a state of flow." You listen to a podcast at three times the rate. Yeah, I know people do that. It's I, like watching a fucking Micro Machines commercial. I can only, like, I'll do it with audiobooks if I'm listening to one for research, but at best, I can do like one and, one a, and half, a half. Yeah. Like, where it's, they're just like talking like this, and it's, and, and like, there's no yeah. silence. Remember, I remember you, you had me read or listen to this, like, The Science of Getting Rich or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, part one, leave ghosts alone. <laughs> They're busy. They don't have time to help you get rich. I and I was like, book. what the fuck? <laughs> so funny. It's like from some book from like 1908 about getting rich. It's the book that in basically invented the secret. All right. Dre says, I know Jeff's answer, but feel free to elaborate. Adam, what is your favorite TV Christmas special? It's uh, a good one. I don't really have one. I like Christmas, but I don't like Christmas content. I like watching basketball on Christmas Day. Sometimes I like going in person on Christmas Day. You do. But, yeah, I don't have, I know as much as I love Mariah Carey, I'm supposed to be all fucking amped up for Christmas music. But I'm really not. I just like. You don't have to do that. I like Christmas. I don't like Christmas content. Uh, Muppet Family Christmas, available on YouTube. Very nice. And Dre knows that because we did a uh, uh, an episode of Nerd about it. Mitt Romney's mustache, if that is your real name, says, have either of you ever read Rick Perlstein's books? You ever read any Rick Perlstein books? Is that the guy that played Hellboy? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. You, you then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the guy from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Has anybody ever tried to start an Unpops book club? <laughs> Me and Danger had a podcast called Get Lit Yeah. in the very early days. But here's the thing. That's a lot. That's a lot of work. Yeah, that's the thing. Remember when we were like, podcasts, who has the time? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll sit down with a nice novel. <laughs> I have been trying to read 
more lately. But yeah, like trying to read outside of reading for work. Like I read yeah. constantly for work. Also, have you ever done a commission podcast for a fan? Yeah. You did a, a couple back in the Kickstarter days. I do that as a tier on my on my uh, Patreon. I think we had it as a tier at one point. Yeah, but. I was like, hey, how do I survive doing this? <laughs> like, how can I actually make money doing this? And I did that. And I think one of them should be opened if it's not open now. So, look, yeah, I, I'll co-host a podcast with you. You, you got to do the other parts. But tell me what to research. I'll do it. And oh, you do the research? No, I'll do it. But I'll watch whatever they send me. Look, like, oh, watch this YouTube video or do this. But, you know, I'm not going to edit it. No. Can't, no. Do, uh, can't do that. Joseph Gonzalez says, what's your Mount Rushmore of fast food chains? Oh, that's, a, that's a, probably the best question we've ever gotten here. I think so. It's that the most appropriate. Fast food chains. So well, let's be specific. You can get this food while sitting in your car. That's, I think that's important yes. to say. Okay. Yes, I would go with Burger King would be my top. I'm not going to lie. KFC, they, they've been in decline, but they've done some good work. I fuck with Taco Bell, and I'm not going to lie. There's something very reliable about McDonald's. Yeah, it's hard for me. I would say Arby's. Might be my fave. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Arby's. I love an Arby's. I adore a Long John Silver's. Very hard to find, but Long John Silver's would be up there because where else are you getting fast food fish and chips? Nowhere. Burger King, obviously. Those are the best fast food burgers, but also in contention for best fast food burgers, Wendy's. And that spicy chicken sando, to me, remains the best spicy chicken sandwich, but also it's hard for me to not put Popeye's up there too. Popeye's has, I'll say this, the best biscuits in the game. I never eat the biscuits at fast food chicken restaurants. I would give a Popeye's biscuit a chance next time. I mean, I've eaten them. I just don't. Because they're so different than what you get at KFC. KFC is just like sort of a buttermilk biscuit, but Popeye's is like, no, we're going to flavor the shit out of this thing. Yeah. No, I've had them. That's a good question. I don't, yeah, like, my instinct is to be like, ah, fuck McDonald's, but there's something about, you know, if I'm ever, like, really hard up, a double cheeseburger with extra pickles and extra onions will get me to the game. Yeah, I am not mad at McDonald's from a food standpoint whatsoever. Arby's, the problem with Arby's is accessibility. You know what's wrong with Arby's? Not a goddamn thing. Hey, where you can fucking go for it? Yeah, that... They're hard to find. That is arguably still the biggest disappointment that has happened to me at all in Los Angeles. When I first moved here, moved to Santa Monica, Arby's in my neighborhood, it was there for maybe a month. And then it turned into a Wendy's, which is still fine, but it's no Arby's, you know? I, I just think, I, I think Wendy's is, is hyped up. It's, aside from In-N-Out, it's, I think, uh, an, the most overly hyped up. I have come around on In-N-Out. There's one right up the street, and they make a decent burger. It's still not... They're not worth the line ever. That's the problem. Well, that yeah, that's the thing. I only go when there is no line, yeah. which does happen at this one, which is probably playing into why I have come around on them, because there's not as much lines here. Next question. Jeremy N. asked about Christine McVie. Are you as pissed as me that Christine McVie's passing has largely been ignored? You got to watch the nightly yeah, news, man. bud. <laughs> They've mean, been talking about Christine McVie nonstop. We have different social medias here because that's all I've been seeing a lot lately. Yeah. Date a white girl that loves acoustic guitars and see how much you hear about Christine McVie. Yeah, I was very bummed that Christine McVie died. I cried a little bit. 
I'm a huge Fleetwood Mac fan, and I have been for a long, long time. And Christy McVie, like, I don't want to bring this energy to it, I guess, but we just did that episode where I talked about how Stevie Nicks is my least favorite member of Fleetwood Mac. I could have envisioned a version of Fleetwood Mac where instead of Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks joining the band, they just carried on with Christine McVie as their lead singer. They wouldn't have been as huge, but I bet you they would have been a band for as long as they were still. It's also one of those things, too, where like you definitely we need to make sure that we're prepared for the fact that people that are 79 are going to die. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like that's the thing where it's like, what a tragedy. What happened? I'll tell you what happened. Yeah. Yeah. She was dying. Yeah. It's it's definitely not a thing where I'm going to get on social media and be like, oh, my God, what a shock. Who saw it coming? I can't believe this happened. I just found out recently that they are all in their 70s. I think Stevie Nicks might not be yet, but Lindsey Buckingham's like 73. They're going to be dropping. They're going to be dropping down everywhere. (laughs) That song is so good. I'll die. My favorite songs. I like Come a Little Bit Closer from the Heroes Are Hard to Find album. You hear me talking? I like, yeah, Everywhere. Everywhere is such a banger. Little Lies, Hold Me. I fucking loved Hold Me. Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge. Don't Stop. She wrote Don't Stop, even though it's a duet with Lindsey Buckingham, so it's Hold Me, and she wrote that too. Christine McVie was great. Rest in peace. Robert Williams says favorite condiment? Sriracha mayo. Oh. Oh, I'm going to go controversial. A1. That's how steak is done, motherfuckers. They removed steak from the label, by the way. I don't give a fuck. I found that interesting, though, because they were like, we're more than just steak. Well, yeah, and because steakhouses are all bitches about having A1. They went, our steak is so good, I need new sauce. That was my French. I don't mind if you get it, put A1 on a steak that's medium well or, or more. I don't mind that at all, because that's just like putting it on a burger. And I think A1 on a burger fucks. Yeah, A1 on a burger is great. Remember but the also, steakhouse A1 on a rare steak is fine, too. That's how uh, I do it. Do you remember the steakhouse burger at Burger King? Where it was like a Whopper patty with uh, like mashed potatoes, yeah, onion straws. Absolutely not what I go to fast food restaurants I'm, for. I'm not going to lie to you, though. It was a fucking delight. I bet I would have hated it. I don't oh. like a really elaborate burger. I don't like a messy burger. I lately have been a double meat no cheese, ketchup, mustard, extra pickles. That's it. Works for me. Wow. Works. Classic combo. I like that cheese, man. It really does something for me. You like that cheese. God damn, we have a lot of questions. Hey, nothing wrong with questions. Right? Chantel Sorrentino says, if you could choose any two musicians, dead or alive, what would be your dream duo to make a song together? I have an answer for this. Me too. Right before he died, Kurt Cobain and Michael Stipe had booked studio time to record together. That, I think, would have been interesting. People kind of underestimate how similar to R.E.M. Nirvana actually was. Steve Albini, who is a legendary producer and also one of the biggest assholes on the planet, once described Nirvana as R.E.M. with a fuzz box. And that's pretty accurate. Like, if you listen to an R.E.M. song and just imagine those guitars as being a little more distorted. That's what your average Nirvana song sounded like. And I feel like Michael Stipe was a little more sophisticated of a musician, and it would have been interesting to see Kurt Cobain work with someone like that instead of getting shot in the face by someone who was paid by his wife. Kanye and Modest Yahoo. (laughs) 
No. Um, oh, no. <laughs> Kanye and Bob Dylan. <laughs> Joke answer would be like Mozart in 1998, Puff Daddy. Yeah. But I would actually really like to see what Axl Rose and Mozart would do together. Because really? they're, they're both really good composers, and I would love to see how they would. I mean, Axl Rose, like I, I, I've, I think I've said it on the show before, but Axl Rose is one of the best living composers that we have out here. Uh, not a good person. And not a consistent talent, not a likable person. And you can really see it when you see him play with things like Don't Cry and obviously November Rain. But like he could have been what Danny Elfman was if he wasn't the most insufferable person in music. Yeah. And put him with somebody as insufferable as him. Yeah. I bet it'd be super racist. That'd be. Oh, I'm, well, Axel is Axel racist. Have you ever heard? The uh, song One in a Million? Oh, yeah, yeah. It is a hate crime on... They actually reissued... They did like a deluxe reissue of Appetite for Destruction. Wow. And everyone was like, you're going to put that on there? And they did not. Yeah. The Chinese voted on it. Yeah. Get it? It's a Chinese democracy joke. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, I'm looking at those. Yeah. That doesn't look great. Yeah. I'm just... Oh, I'm, oh, yeah. There yeah, you go. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Well, at least he says something bad about the police. <laughs> Yeah, but... Yeah, there's also a different word after that. Ah, uh, yeah. Very awkward. So, next quest. Christine Stroh says, Hi, guys. Love listening to all your shows. I am also enjoying your articles, Adam, on Substack. Do you have anyone who is really hard to shop for? How do you handle it if so? That took a turn. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like me and my wife are both hard my wife. to shop for. You're not hard to shop for. Because we just kind of like Christmas approaches and we're like, what do you want for Christmas? It's like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like we live under the same, like your money is my money. We live under the same roof. Like the gift is in the thought, Adam. That's the thing. It's like, it's not about like, what item do you want? It's about like, I've noticed these things about you and I'm going to, that's why Jeff, I, I, I know how gift giving. I know, but like, works. no, but we're it's just, not because people are like, like I get into this, not argument, but this like kind of debate with Val where she's like, here, like she wants to give me a list and I'm like, well, just fucking buy the things that you, oh, you need a new towel. Fucking go get a new towel. Like, I feel like that's not what Christmas is for. I, <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's God, you take Christmas so serious. Yeah, I do, because I feel like it's the Thanksgiving of, you know, it's like this time of like gratitude and it shows thought in the process of it. And I don't know. I love it. That being said, both my parents fucking nightmares to buy for. Yeah, it's fucking nightmares. You should just stop buying them gifts. I haven't spoken to my dad in years. Well, there you go. Buy him shit. Last gift I sent him. I never even heard back. Oh, asshole. You, I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge. Billy Whitehouse says, per Adam's recent Substack post and Jeff's historical expertise, is there any realistic path to America not being a fascist nation as we move forward? <sighs> to eliminate all social media? Revolution? <laughs> no, I don't even think revolution will work, man. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly feel like right now we are at a point in history where we're just trying to decide what version of fascism most of America is going to be most comfortable with. Here's something I want to say, because this is something that Adam and I have texted about in the past. We did an episode relatively recently where Adam talked about Joe Biden not being a particularly good choice for president. And someone lost their goddamn minds <laughs> about it, was like, this is how Roe got canceled and stuff. Just really yeah. dumb straw man bullshit. Joe Biden just did some Reagan shit to the rail workers. Yes. He just Ronald Reagan the 
fucking labor union of the rail workers. That's what we were talking about. You and I can't stress this enough. You fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like my article, if people haven't read it, it's not so much about how we're becoming fascist. It's about how we just always kind of have been. And we do a lot of myth making around the exceptionalism of the United States. And it makes it seem like we're not what we really are, which is pretty much a fascist. And I call you Adam Todd Savage because you're myth busting, bro. Right? So, yeah, I don't know. I guess to answer that question, I would need to know what your definition of fascism is because I, I still feel like we're kind of there. I think there's, I mean, there's things we could do to fix it, but it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> I was just going to say something that you would have to edit out and decided not to. <laughs> Thank you. We are Some, sometimes, we are on a live stream. It's different. Sometimes a joke you're about to say, you're like, ah, God, no, that's going to get us flagged for something. <laughs> Someone put it in the comments. You yeah. know what Jeff was going to say. Justin Hensley says, I'm currently typing this while at work. What were some of your favorite ways to steal company time when you had normal jobs? Never a more satisfying dump than when you're do, getting paid to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I would take an extended dump. 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. A 15 minute dump. Because that's usually like when you're an hourly employee, that's usually the like where it knocks like what you get paid. Like right. 15 minutes is like usually how they break it up. So that's an on the clock shit. That's a taxable shit. But then you got to think about how the government is taxing your shit. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, I mean, that's fair. They should be taxing these shits. Got straight fucking. <laughs> I was on the Internet a lot. Like yeah. I also in the early days of writing for Cracked, I here's the thing. I as of this past Thanksgiving, I have been writing comedy for 15 years. The first article that I got approved to write was on Thanksgiving Day in 2007. And for years and years and years after that, I still had a day job. So I would just, fortunately, it was a desk job. So I would just sit at my desk and because I was so good at my job and so efficient yeah. at it, I could take like 25, 30 minutes every couple hours and just like yeah. focus on writing. I Here's the thing is that I couldn't waste time on my old job. Yeah, you're a teacher. Like, that's not it's a different. thing you do. I'm going to go take a shit. <laughs> you guys figure it out, especially with eighth graders. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not going to happen. They will tear that room up. Yeah, no thanks. Brian Newtson, if you only ever had to pay for your own food, rent, car, entertainment, everything else taken care of, for simplicity's sake, even your family's food, so you only have to account for yourself, what would you do for work? Part-time job? Seasonal work? Full-time for a few years and then coast? Panhandling? You're only burdened by the fanciness of your taste buds, I would do exactly yeah, what I'm doing I think, now, but I think less of it. We're doing it. Yeah. yeah. Like. <laughs> I would do about half of what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Actually, I, I'd say I would do less of it, too, but I'd still like every show I record. Like, yeah. That's the other part about it, too. Like, there's no sh I don't do any. If there's a show that I record where I'm like, this is no longer something I'm having fun doing, I'm just going to fuck off. Mm -hmm. And have. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Soy San Vega. Through Unpops, I was introduced to great comedians and podcasters, which no longer feature here. Adam has mentioned that it is difficult to keep track of future guests. So any past guest you would like to shout out for a future episode? Frank Turner. Yeah, I'd like to have the coat hangers on again. Yeah, right. But 
I don't know. If you're talking L.A. comedians, I'm doing the best I can. No. Like, I think we, we've had good ones. I'd like to do an episode with Jen Sturger again. Yeah. I thought she was great. We've brought in lots of really cool people. It's it's hard. You do these for so long. Like, how do you keep track of, like, 300 people? Yeah, not just that, but there's going to be stretches where I do so much other shit for the network. Yeah. Like, this studio, I put all these desks together. I hung these fucking curtains. I hung these lights. Like That's wild to me because you're a huge piece of shit. I know, but, but it doesn't done, impact yeah. my ability to like build my ability, <laughs> my ability. Yeah. So there's just sometimes where I don't have enough free time to like really get creative with the bookings and things like that. Like I'd like I wouldn't mind a Frank Turner return. That was fun, and I would also I still feel like I should get my money back for that T-shirt that I bought. Yeah, I feel like we <laughs> could, I feel like we can get Frank. Turner for sure. Like we almost played the same venue, yeah. if not for COVID at one point. He played Total Drag Records in Sioux Falls. And I met the owners of that place at a Portugal the Man show in Sioux Falls. And me and Carrie were planning a tour and we were going to do a show there. And then, you know what happened? COVID happened. I would actually like to add that I think Portugal the Man would be great guests to have back on. That would be fantastic. Yeah. yeah, have them on because we had the, the last time they were on. That was uh, pre feel it still, right? Yeah, it was it cracked. Yeah, long long time ago. Rachel says best favorite stand up performance you've done and why. Tell us how it went. I know your answer. What speaking you of your opening for Portugal, the man in I forget where it was, but it it was it wasn't San Jose because that's the one you hated, right? No, we didn't do San Jose. We did Sacramento, which was great, and Santa Cruz, which is one of the worst places. That's on the Earth. one that you hated, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But my best stand up performance ever was on the Portugal the Man tour, Halloween night in Dallas. The venue was like fifteen to eighteen hundred people. It was sold out. And that crowd, for being as big as it was, it's like one of the biggest crowds I've ever played in front of, probably the biggest. They listened so intently, and they laughed at everything I needed them to laugh at. But when I needed them to be quiet, they were, like I fucking had yeah. that crowd. It was great. And no one saw it except my friends Barb and JC in Dallas. Shout out to them. Because it turns out when you're doing venues like that, you're just like, oh, well, I'm going to record my set and put it on the internet. No, they want like $500 to yeah. allow you to do that. I had a couple. I think that one we did where we really played around with at Anime Expo. Oh, but yeah. also the audience was like 700 people. Yeah, that was in fun. A fuck, I was like, I was blown away. Yeah, that was like, great. That was a massive crowd. And they were like really cool. Yeah, that was fun. Um, they were good. But I would say, honestly, that Kansas City show we did at the arcade, mm. where we did it in that like <clears throat> the, that like operating room theater in the back, Yeah, that was, in my opinion, one of my favorite experiences um, yeah, that, doing stand-up. That was just really great. That venue ruled. Uh, yeah, I think Norm from Cheers mentioned they closed down, which is a bummer. Yeah. Tapcade? Yeah, Tapcade. Yeah. And then did you, you did one of the Davies Uptown Ramblers shows, right? Uh, that was the one at that like dive bar. Yeah. I love that place. It too. was cool that I, I had some, <clears throat> I, I was, I, that experience, the whole, the, 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 the whole experience of dealing with it, there were some snags in it that made me not particularly stoked, but there was a comedian who ended up getting booked on that show. Cause we asked a local to book someone and she was an asshole. Yeah. 
She yeah. set up a giant merch booth. It's like, this is not your show. And then she said, oh, is this your production company? It's like, motherfucker, I'm headlining this show. Yeah. I also, I love doing, you know, because I say, I'm always like, oh, this. But, like, there are shows, like, I love doing Mary Mac Games and Comics, which is always a really small, intimate venue in the middle of nowhere in New Hampshire. But if I could do stand-up just in comic book stores, that would be my fucking dream to do a tour like that. Yeah. And then when I do the shows like the the Worcester Mass shows, I like that because it's always just like, I know I'm going to kill. I know I'm going to make a ton of money. Yeah. It pays for my whole trip. And then I also get to see a bunch of people that I fucking love from home. Yeah. And also, shout out to North Bar, which is also closed. That's where we- Chicago. Yeah. We did every Chicago show we've ever done was at- North Bar, shout out to Jim Weber. Uh, we did recorded Gift of the Magi 2 by accident. That's right. That's where somebody else recorded us doing Gift of the Magi 2. <laughs> Cole Mason, shout out to Cole. Shout out to Cole. Should we do Discord questions? Yeah, let's do Discord. Niccolo Blight. That's a good name. Says who would win in a fight, Ripley from Alien or Dutch from Predator? Dutch from Predator. Probably, yeah. Like not even, I don't even think that would be... Yeah. Yeah. No, that's Dutch from, like, the thing is that the alien, those are like wild animals. Predator is like a hunter. Yeah. Yeah. And also Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sigourney, it's like, who'd win in a fight, Sigourney Weaver or Arnold Schwarzenegger? (laughs) It's a tough one. Yeah, that's hard. How are we going to pick that? Hot of Air Day says, what are the best and worst presents you have received? I don't know if there's, like. Yeah, it's tough to say best. I'll say surprise best. How about that? Mm. The one that like surprised me the most. Somebody got me as a gag gift a Snuggie. Oh uh, yeah, you mentioned this before. It's just so fucking. It, it's like it was like the best. Jeff got me a Daryl Strawberry rookie card. That was pretty. You cool. get the Daryl Strawberry <laughs> rookie card. I don't know if there's such a thing as a bad gift. You sometimes might get some stuff that you didn't necessarily want, but motherfucker, someone just gave you a gift. Get I got a bad yourself. gift once. It was at an, uh, a comedy. It was like the the mouthy pants open mic did a secret Santa thing, and the person who pulled my name did zero research and got me a whiskey sampler. <laughs> okay, that's a bad that's gift. like that's an insulting <laughs> gift. Yeah, yeah, that's not great because it's like did Val that, enjoy it? <laughs> well, that was even before I was with Val. Oh, and then so that was one of those things where it's like you didn't even bother to ask someone else about me. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you would ask anybody who knew me, they'd be like, well, just don't get him alcohol. Yeah. Norm from Cheers. Norm. Would you rather fight a cocaine bear or a Sonny Landham? I don't even know who Sonny Landham Sunny is. Sonny Landham, yeah. But Let's I'm, look that up. Put it up. Yeah, I'm fighting. Did you see the trailer for Cocaine Bear while you're looking at it? <laughs> I sure did. What do you think? I am very excited about it. Sonny Landham is an... A- oh, he's the, the guy from Predator. Oh. He's the... Uh, well, I'd rather fight him because he's, you know, well, dead. He's dead, yeah. <laughs> And I feel like even if he was still alive, those last few years, I bet I could have taken his old ass. Yeah, I feel like you have to last five minutes against Cocaine Bear before his heart explodes, and that's not gonna. Ha- you're not gonna yeah, last that long. Yeah, I don't want to fight any bear. And fight a bear cub? I feel like I do already. Right. Oh yeah, like a little baby bear. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that fucking, motherfucker yeah. up. Fucking give his give him a fucking sharpshooter in front of his mom. Yeah. <laughs> Get between him and his mom to drop <laughs> a fucking elbow, and then we die. Baron 5X says, how do you cook your turkey? What's your holiday food must-haves? I order it. (laughs) I have somebody else cook it. I am a staunch believer in the idea that turkey is fine. You're a turkist. As a result, I prefer to cook. I love cooking a prime rib for the holidays. I don't mind a ham, but I prefer to get a turkey breast. That's it, yeah. 
and then you can just slice that bitch up, put it with the mashed potatoes in the season gravy. it up real good. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Holiday food must-haves. Give me that cranberry sauce in a can, man. Yep, I like the cranberry sauce in a can. I mix it with the stuffing. Did you see Ocean Spray? What they did? No. They fucking took my tweet. They just put it on a picture of one of their things and just sent it out as their. <laughs> they just stole my shit, and they're like, but they tagged me in it. Nice. They were like, we stole your shit. And I was like, all right, man, I'm not going to fight you for money on this one. Just yeah, follow me, Ocean Spray, if that's going to be the thing. Fucking boost me up. Yeah. I got a lot of people saying, did you see what Ocean Spray did? Like, how the fuck are you seeing Ocean Spray's whole social media? You follow Ocean Spray? <laughs> Fucking craving the wave over here? Those canned cranberries, though. Stuffing over mashed potatoes for me. I'd rather have stuffing than mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes are, I could take them or leave them. Well, I do both. I, yeah, the, no. The I'm mashed not. potatoes and gravy are for the turkey. Yeah, like you put the turkey on that, and then the cranberries go on top of that stuffing, and you eat those together. I like the cranberry sauce on its own. I, I do. I do. I used to until I tried it with the stuffing. You mix it Fucking up, yeah. revelation! So good. One of the things that I really like on the holidays that is just very unique, I think, to my life is my. For some reason, my grandmother would always put like a small dish of Spanish olives. So like small, you know, like our manzanilla olives, I guess you can call them or whatever. But like, I really like those. I don't like olives, like just as a general rule. Ragged Company says, who's your favorite multi-sport athlete? Bo Jackson. Deion Sanders. Look at that. Here's what I like about Deion Sanders. Bo Jackson is just like shooting elk in his cabin in South Dakota now. Deion Sanders is now like a highly sought after college coach. And a, a talking head too, right? Like that was like a thing. Like he was he, really He was until he started coaching. Yeah. But he took a job at Jackson State, which is a historically black college, and he was like pulling recruits that had committed to like higher name division one schools. And I think his record as Jackson State's coach was twelve and O last season. That's not bad. And I just I like that he's he's taken that turn like you can tell he really really fucking loves football the thing about bo jackson that makes me prefer him is just how much of a like deon sanders was impressive and he lasted you know yeah bo jackson was such a phenomenon that like bo jackson was a freak like deon's not a freak deon's just very talented bo jackson is a fucking freak and, like, the fact that he practically killed Brian Bosworth by yeah. running through him like he was tissue paper held up by cheerleaders. Like, that's fucking crazy. And then he just goes up to the and fucking runs up the, the outfield wall because oh, yeah. his momentum. Have you ever seen his thighs? Yeah. Yeah. He should be named Thighsman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a shame those meaty thighs didn't protect his, his hip. fucking hip, yeah. A little more. Deion Sanders had a little bit easier of a path. Yeah. He wasn't like, a he first off he wasn't a running back. Yeah, like defensive back, that's not as physically demanding as human bulldozer. Yeah, yeah I think so. But yeah, they were both like, great. Here's the thing. Bo Jackson is so incredible that I recently was showing Val highlights of Bo Jackson and I was like, look at the and it was the Bosworth and then the running up and then like the fucking home run. He was he would do shit like he would just like Fucking break bats over his, his head. Yeah. I don't think people can appreciate how much of a freak phenomenon he was from like 1987 to 1990. Yeah. Like it's, a, it's such a short career, but such a bombastic and insane existence that he had. 
Mike Loop 86 says, what Christmas gift did you feel the happiest slash proudest to give and who received it? It's hard to remember that stuff. Yeah. I've given gifts that have made people cry before. That was... Yeah. Because it was like their dog's head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, I don't know. It's hard to remember. Like, I do take gift giving very seriously because I do think that it is a statement of, here is something I saw that made me think of you. And like most of the shit I get for people I buy over the course of the year. So like, I'll see something and be like, bam, like I just dropped over a fucking bag of shit for you that I just picked up. That's not your Christmas gift, by the way. That's just shit that I came across. Yeah. Fucking have a, have a Nirvana. Yeah. Nirvana. never mind on cassette. Like I was like, I, like it. I was like, Adam's going to have that. Like, yeah, how could you? Of course I want that. Of course you have to have that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think of giving gifts that way. I just like, yeah, I just, I just give them, you know, this is my gift. My gift to you. Yeah. What's happening right now is my gift to everybody. Hot of air day. What opinion or argument do you know you are wrong about, but would never back down from? Bonus if you can answer without admitting you are wrong about that opinion. Halloween, baby. Oh, yeah. Halloween. I stand by it. I don't care. Go fucking... Go write a Cure song about it. I don't care. It's such a fucking overrated holiday. It is the holiday, and it is the it's the it's the holiday that that is celebrated exclusively by people who like to talk to you about how they were bullied in high school. But this is the one you say you you feel like you're wrong about this opinion. I feel like I recognize that I'm skewed in how I do that. <laughs> I mean, this bonus point shit doesn't make sense because if I answer it without admitting you're wrong, even though the opinion that you know you're wrong about, just by answering the question, I'm admitting I'm wrong. That being said, fuck Halloween, man. It's just, it's exhausting. Everyone's just a fucking asshole about it. It's expensive. I think mine would be Nirvana is the best band of the 90s. Or I would also even go... The Beatles were a better band than the Stones. I just like the Beatles more. <laughs> like subjective, yeah. As musicians, subjective. As musicians, the Rolling Stones are like obviously better musicians. Mick and Jag- their longevity is insane. Well, yeah, that you decide if you want to hold that against them or put it in their favor. But <laughs> that was also a joke about how the Beatles are dead. Oh, yeah. Like, that was really, <laughs> that's what I was doing. I don't know. You, they are You kind of took what I said seriously. I needed to remind you it's just They're dead. John Lennon was murdered. I also have it in my head that Sympathy for the Devil is the best rock song ever written, but also Under My Thumb is the Rolling Stones' best song. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. And I'm not, I'm not fucking backing down from that. I, I had this joke, but I decided not to, like, do it. on. But it was like, so this is Christmas. And what have you done? I was like, I don't know, John. I made it to 41. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. John Lennon was an asshole. He was an asshole. He was. Carolyn O. When will businesses figure out that employees hold most of the cards now and stop stuff like forced return to the office, mandatory overtime, and no sick days for rail workers? Yeah, well, when the president has <laughs> yeah. their back, what the fuck are you going to do about it, man? Yeah, where is this question coming from? Employees are not holding most of the cards right now. That is part of the problem. Part O the problem. Bob Grenville says sweet potatoes, regular potatoes, or both. Sweet. Regular. By like a mile. Regular. I don't like sweet potatoes. Even in French fry form. Mm. I don't like them. Did you ever go to Not a Burger Stand with me? No. No. They had these sweet potatoes that they like, the way they seasoned them, they they had like this French toast energy to them. They were like seasoned with a little like cinnamon and a tiny, tiny amount of sugar. And they were the tastiest fucking French fries I've ever had. Mm. Yeah, I'm just not, I'm not a big fan of sweet potatoes. Comrade Dodogama, if you could have one animal as a pet, what would it be? For this question, it would be mostly 
domesticated. Hmm. You know what? I still want the cat that I have right now. Mimi? Yeah. She's a good kitty. She's a good kitty. She is one of the best pets I've ever had. Like, her only issue is that she's a cat. So sometimes she has, like, the zoomies and wants to run around a lot. It's usually at, like, you know, 4 to 5.30 in the morning. You can't get mad at that. This is her being a cat. Yeah, that's just her being a cat. Like a mountain lion. Oh, yeah. Give me that mountain lion that ate a chihuahua around the Hollywood Hills the other day. Is it, yeah, domesticated, so it's going to, like, go outside to shit. Like, I don't. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that, but those it, are going to be huge shits, and you got fine. you still got to clean them up. It's okay. <sighs> Mountain it? lion's the size of a big dog. Is you know, it? if you had a Great Dane, it would be a bigger shit. I think I don't want to have to take a fucking Vanity Fair tote bag with. Plus, me to clean I, I got to tell you, man. Depending on what neighborhood you live in, someone breaks into your place. Yeah, yeah. Beware of cat. Yeah. They'd laugh at the sign until fucking P-22 comes and tears your fucking face off. <laughs> P-22 is such a good kid. P-22 ate a fucking <laughs> chihuahua in the Hollywood He's Hills. He's a fucking mountain yeah. lion. What do you want him to do? Even the owners were like, I mean, it's his home. Like, Yeah, they were like, we don't want anything bad to happen to him. We're just bummed he ate our dog. Yeah. Look up P-22, everyone. He's a good home. baby. He's a good kitty. He's a very good kitty. He keeps showing up on like trail cams looking all handsome and shit. Yeah, just like. Yeah. He knows his fucking angles, that kitty. Blue stealing. Jennifer Fendlander wants to know if we have any exciting plans for the holidays. I mean, I'm going to go to Universal for Grinchmas, obviously. I'm going to Descanso Gardens on the 23rd. Have you ever done Descanso? They're like Festival of Lights thing. It's a garden area, you know, but they set it up to be super Christmassy and they have all these little air, like all these little stations where you can like do cool shit. Yeah. That'll be fun. You know, I try to get to like the candy cane lanes and stuff if I can. And then on Christmas Day, uh, uh, you know, we'll have a good time and have some people over, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know yet. I don't have any major plans. Just bought those Metallica tickets. So basketball games are probably not in the cards this time around. But yeah, how much are the tickets to the basketball game? I mean, if I want good seats, they're going to be a few hundred dollars, oh, yeah. like because they're they're going to be sold out. But also, the Lakers suck this yeah, year. Yeah, you really want to pay money Lake, to see the Lakers? Lakers are fucking trash. Plus, you'll be going to the there five days later or ten days later. Oh yeah, for the the Bruins game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm into that. Erotic Rice says, if all World Cup groups merged into their own super country, who would be the most stable? I don't give a fuck. I don't you know. know. What? Yeah, I don't know. I shouldn't say it that way. Thank you for the question. Yeah, Thank no, no, you no. For no yeah, but I just know so little yeah. about soccer. I don't know what the groups are. Like, yeah. I'm normally not a huge World Cup fan, but I'm really checked out of the World Cup this year. Yeah, all I know about the World Cup is all the human rights stuff. Yeah. But beyond that. You see all the, like, interviews and shit that are getting shut down and everything? In, in yeah, I just, uh, I wrote a Substack article about it. And I didn't even put in there, I think I'm going to write a Substack article about this also. The architect who designed all of the World Cup stuff is the son of a notorious Nazi named Albert Speer. And his son, Albert Speer Jr., is like a renowned architect. But Man, if you're a huge Nazi, don't junior that shit up. Well, also... Be Lil Adolf, you know? Like... And I'll I'll cover all this in the column, but to his credit, he spent, you know, most of his life being like, yeah, of course, my dad was a fucking monster. I like what Arnold says when he talks about it. Your hero loses. Yeah, but also he worked with Saudi Arabia and all these like human rights abusers. And then he died in 2017. So this is the last thing he did. And the last thing he did is basically what his dad did as a Nazi, which is use slave labor to... 
struck for, shit build quickly. the slave Olympics. Yeah. 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 And that's pretty much exactly what his dad did. He was a big proponent of using slave labor to get shit done fast. Yeah. And it's just to be that guy in your whole life, your whole career, you're like, no, my dad was bad. And then the last thing you do, your last fucking job, you're like, all right, we can kill some people to make this happen. Yeah, let's, kill, let's kill a couple hundred people here. Bad times. Malaclips 2 says, if you actually had time off from working for a couple months, what video game would you want to beat? That's good. That's a good question. Because like, I think about, like, I can't, I don't really know a lot of the video games that are out there. Yeah, But I, I would, I would like to explore a, a good Resident Evil game in the dark. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'd like to play a good survival horror like my video game playing is mostly like I'll play short games of like Dr. Mario or something. Like yeah. Something. But I would like to do a, a good survival horror at night. Now, that being said, that is purely hypothetical because we, I'm never going to have that. So yeah. like you're yeah. going to give me suggestions. I know I'm going to get suggestions <laughs> and just I get it. But also like don't bother. Like, like I'm not going to be able to have time to do that. Yeah, it would be something like that for me, too. I know less about video games than you do. When I bought an Xbox, it was like a Gears of War edition. Yeah. And that game, there's a part where you have to run across a bridge and get through a door before it's closing. That is in the beginning of the game, and that is as far as I got <laughs> into the game. I Guess he's like, not crossing the bridge. I was like, fuck this. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind. Those are the games I'm definitely worst at is those, like, the first-person first shooter yeah. shooter kind of things, so... Yeah, I'd like I'd to. I would like something. to play the the Resident Evil with the large woman in it. Oh sure. Yeah. Let's do that G money question. That's a good question. Oh yeah, we already answered Donna's question. Did you get that needle out? Nope, still in my head. G money. Fuck Mary. Kill bread, rice, pasta. Mm. Marry bread, kill rice, fuck pasta. Yeah, my wife's gonna divorce me for this, but I think yeah, I think why? <laughs> I think Mary bread. Yeah, fuck pasta and kill rice. Rice is the one I eat the least. Yeah, it's just not like bread. Like, like bread is useful. Like bread has use because it's a plate and it's also a food. Yeah. I fuck with that pretty hard. Yeah. Bread is just so versatile. Does bread count like pizza dough? I think so. Tortillas. Yeah. That's like a, Yeah, tortillas. Yeah. Bread of the South. Rice just gets places. Yeah. Rice feels like a filler to me. Whereas like, you can do things. I mean, don't get me wrong. You can do things with a rice. Spice it up. Sure. Spicy rice. Like, I would I would miss red beans and rice. I like rice with Korean food. Like, if I'm getting, if I'm getting like, uh, like a bulgogi or something like that, like a little bit of rice with it, that's not bad. But also, I don't need it. Yeah, I don't and like, but have pasta, to have it. Pasta's a nice little vacation for me. Yeah. Like, give me some, you know, what's your favorite pasta? I mean, you mean, are we talking like a whole dish? Any dish. Like, if you were at, if you were at uh, let's say, let's the, the greatest Italian restaurant ever, uh, we'll, Olive Garden. Let's say that. Okay, like, what do you order? I like a penne with vodka sauce. That's my, like, you have I, a protein in it? I actually don't like a protein that much. Not a meatball or a my sausage or Italian food. No, yeah. I like, I like a meat sauce. Like nice amita sauce. A I'll bolognese, fuck, I'll maybe? Fuck with a bolognese. But yeah, I'm I really am kind of just a pasta and sauce yeah. guy. I like an arrabbiata. Spicy arrabbiata. I like the uh, two favorite dishes. One is a stuffed shell. Stuffed shell has perfected mm. the the pasta to cheese to sauce ratio. Yeah, stuffed like nothing shell ever is good. has. So I like I fuck with a stuffed shell. And then uh the other one is um they're at Frito Misto by 
kind of towards where you used to live. They had a squid ink pasta. So squid ink pasta with olive oil, red pepper flakes, and calamari. A fucking delight. Yeah. So good. There is, because you still live in Burbank, are they still doing those food trucks? Every once in a while, yeah. Friday nights? Yeah, food truck Fridays. Magnolia? There is a truck there called La La Lasagna. A lasagna food truck? Hell yeah. Their lasagna's good, but their penne with vodka sauce is phenomenal. It's maybe the best I've ever had. Nice. It's so good. They put pancetta in it. Oh, oh a nice pancetta. That's come on. It's my come favorite on. kind of my, my favorite form of ham. You're my pan, favorite form pancetta. of ham. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Fucking ham. I do like vodka sauce, so you you made yeah, a good choice there. Very good. I actually prefer vodka sauce as my um pizza sauce. Yeah, I like a creamy sauce. When I get Indian curry, I like the creamier yeah. curry. Thai curry too. I like a Penang. That's a that's usually yeah, a pretty that's good stuff. Yeah. Pretty creamy. Jeff, this is for you from Comrade Dodogama. If you could go against one boxer from history, who would it be? How do you think you'd fare? Jeff, how would you fare against some of history's greatest boxers? Yeah, Mike Tyson and I would die. Like, I don't know. (laughs) That's a tough one to answer, right? Yeah. I'd want to fight one of those, like, weird, like, you ever see, like, a YouTube video of, like, some weird freak um, that was like, this guy has lost, you know, it's like some Glass Joe motherfucker from Punch-Out. Like, those are the guys I'd want to fight. But in reality, I'm I'm also old. I don't don't think I'd beat anybody. (laughs) Like, like I'm f- I'm 41 years old. Like I ch- I still spar. I did 12 rounds on Wednesday against and but like a lot of that is me just trying to teach people how to hit me. I'm like you got to find the openings like here. <laughs> Turn into my ribs. And then afterwards I'm like why does my neck hurt so bad? <laughs> yeah. Oh, cuz three dudes spent an hour fighting me. Should we do Twitter yeah, questions let's do it. to close out? Yeah, I, I, there's there's like two Instagram questions, too. I think we should. They, they replied to that, so that oh, would be okay. fair, too. Alex James Tunes on Twitter. If you weren't podcasters, comedians, writers, etc., what would be your ideal occupation? Former occupations don't count, Jeff. Oh, fuck me. Well, then I guess I can't say customer service rep at an insurance company like I wanted to. It was my dream as a kid to be a, like, forensic investigator, like, before NCIS and all that shit. Because of all the photos. Yeah. Well, probably, yeah, because of all those crime scene photos I had. But also, I was really fucking good at baseball as a kid, and I was specifically a really good pitcher. So, I don't know. I feel like if I had pursued that a little more, I might still be in the league today. If I was... (laughs) At the uh, age of 46... (laughs) David Wilson Fucking it up. Gaylord yeah. Perry out there. Rest in peace, Gaylord. R.I.P., you Gaylord. <laughs> Removal of all ethics, I think I would do very well in real estate or automobile sales. Mm. I think I'd be really well off if I did that. Yeah, I could see you selling cars. Yeah. As much as like a seedy thing, like I happen to be very charming. Yeah. Uh, you know, it would work. Andrew Hillary. Says, what's your opinion on dipping chicken nuggets in nacho cheese? I always considered that a weird, gross combination, but I recently learned I know a few people that do this regularly, and now I'm questioning everything. I don't like chicken on cheese in general. Like, if you're making me a fried chicken sandwich and you put a slice of cheese on it, I'm not... Well, correction. What about a double down? Well, correction. No, I'm not a psychopath. Why would I eat a double down? But... I don't mind a Swiss cheese on chicken or like a pepper jack maybe, but like just straight up American or cheddar cheese on the chicken. No. I, I don't like nacho cheese. Like I find it 
a repugnant. Oh, have you thought of going and fucking yourself? No, I get it. Like every time, because like here's the thing: is like because we like the the total opposite form of nachos. Because I'm I only <clears throat> I love nachos, but they have to be melted cheese. And if yeah. it's a cheese sauce in any way, I'm like I can't do it. It's it's just it's terrible to me. I I really hard, hard disagree. If it, it it like reminds me of like a melted plastic. Like I don't understand. Like yeah. it's my thing. <laughs> Yeah, obviously. Yeah, it's exactly what it's like. Yeah, but anytime there's like a melted cheese sauce involved, I'm like, no, nah, that's a hard pass. At Justin Wood on Twitter says, who do you think is going to the Super Bowl and who wins? Hmm. I think Buffalo. I am not feeling good about Buffalo. I know it's a boring answer, and they are the patriots of our modern times. Casey. But I think the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. are going to go in the AFC who do you think it's going to be against the Eagles? I like the 49ers to come out of the NFC. They are highly underrated. I'm pulling for the Cowboys for obvious reasons, but I think Buffalo is going to take it. And I, I do feel like probably Philadelphia will end up matching the, the uh, NFC. Yeah. I like that the entire NFC least is probably going to make the playoffs this year. That's I, amazing. I got to be honest. I don't mind having a refractory period for the Patriots either. Yeah. I think New England fans need to be brought back down a peg. And yeah, I think they, I think we're back in our 90s form where we're just a bunch of fucking losers again. Yeah. And that's where Boston is at its best. There's always one team that's doing okay, and that would be the Celtics right now. Like The Celtics are they're pretty great. Yeah, Celtics are really good. But, like, all the other teams are just getting their dicks pushed in the dirt. And I'm like, yeah, we need that. We need to be brought down to Cleveland levels for a decade so we can fight back out of it and feel like we're the underdogs again. Yeah, the Bears, who are my team, are currently very bad. They're having one of those seasons where I feel like I can kind of judge other teams by whether or not they lost to the Bears. They're they're the they're the rock that other teams are broken on. Yeah. And here's the thing, the Bears curb stomp the Patriots in Super Bowl 86. Well, in Super Bowl 86, but also in New England. Like the fucking Bears went on the road and beat New England. So, I did, Oh, you know who I forgot about? The Dolphins. Oh, yeah, they've been pulling shit out of their ass like crazy. Miami is really fucking good this year. They have not, they keep saying this on sports talk shows this week, but they have not lost a game this year when Tua started and finished and didn't almost die of a concussion on the field. Yeah, well, that'll happen. Bienvenidos a Miami. Right? Nerd Rocker 42 says, what's the oldest piece of furniture in your home? My wife has this bench that... My wife's a bench. It's 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 really nice. It's like like very solid wood. Yeah. And we just always find a use for it, even if we don't need it. It's a bench. Yeah. I I don't even know what we have in our house. Probably some random shiffer robe or something like that that <laughs> I don't even I don't even see that my roommate has. Yeah. The J.M. Riley says, I know you both have said you have a lot of people and ideas brewing for you don't even like sports. Anything that's come up and you immediately decided bad idea slash bad podcast. Yeah, there's been lots of them that we, we've toyed about and been like, oh, no, we shouldn't do that. Like anybody who's really good it's, or anybody who's like famous enough. Like we, we, we toyed about doing Lance Armstrong and we we're like, there's so uh, they much. were like, you know, ESPN covered it in like a three part 30 for 30 or something like that. Like, why would we do that? And 
Well, Lawrence Taylor. Like, we, yeah, we, there's there's a reason me and Jeff are on this side of the podcast. Like, yeah. it can't just be like, oh, that athlete was cool. Yeah. Like, there has to be some shit in their yeah. story to make that podcast entertaining. And yeah, Lawrence Taylor, I was disappointed to find, just takes so much accountability for all the things he's done, and that's boring. Yeah. Like, I need him to be like, man, I wasn't fucking prostitutes. It's like you were arrested with several well, it's, in your home. It's funny because the best idea that I had ended up sort of, it was Herschel Walker. Like, right when we started the podcast, I was like, we should do Herschel Walker because this dude yeah. is fascinating. And then shit went wild. And we were like, all right, let's upgrade him to the main show. Yeah. So there's that. But honestly, I, here's something I will say and that I'm very proud of is that we obviously we did a couple of the big sports we started with baseball and basketball i think our best ones are in the sports that you and i don't really give a shit about yeah i think the tony stewart season might be one of our best seasons well that's that's how it works with the music pod too yeah. like i think the best seasons of that are like the corn well i don't know the nirvana the nirvana podcast is a separate podcast yeah. but like the corn season of the music pod is really good and the same thing happens with the music pod. One at the end of I think the Steve Earle season, we announced that we were going to cover Marilyn Manson, and then shortly thereafter, it came to pass that we did not want to give Marilyn no. Manson any more attention than he's already getting. And if you're wondering, yes, we do have ideas of people to cover, but we want to make sure that we're doing because this is a show that and it goes anywhere from six to eight episodes when we drop a season. I'd rather do an occasional one shot while we're building up a new season than to do something that we're investing hours of time, like literally dozens of hours of time into Yeah. to then have it not be as satisfying. And that's, that is why like the ingredients really are like somebody who's interesting both on and off the field, somebody that has personality that has conflict that still brushes up against that idea um, that still does bristle some people a lot yeah and that's not always easy to say yeah it's difficult but we will be back with a new season soon we're also i'm gonna start working some more like video type components into the show that's why i posted on patreon and asked yeah. everyone to follow you don't even like sports on youtube and i still haven't done shit with it but some joi videos yeah <laughs> well now that i have this space like we yeah. have more room to do video things. Space between. Whatnot, right? Nicholas Noel wants to know, when are you going to fight Tom Goss? Yeah, this is something that's been cro that's, has been kind of bandied about in my direction. People were like, Tom Goss is out there fighting motherfuckers. He's, he's doing fucking, he's training. I like Tom as a person. Tom is 5'8". Yeah. I understand the comedy of it, but if it was a real fight, like, he'd get brain damage. Because yeah. I still have power. And you have so much reach. So much reach. Tom Goss. Like, yeah. I like him a lot. And, you know, if somebody did, somebody relatively close did bring that up to me. And they were like, and I was like, and I said the same thing, which is like, I understand it would be really funny. And I'm not exactly saying no, but like, this is probably not going to happen. Yeah. And I'm definitely not going to fight him. No. Tom no. Goss is a fucking tank. Yeah, he me? is. He's a, he's, he's a little strong boy. But I saw yeah. the video, too. And he was throwing real wide and stuff. So it would... Yeah. Like, here's the, okay, so this is the other part of this, too. I have 22 years of experience. Right. I mean, obviously not 22 straight. Like, I wasn't always training and stuff, but 
I'm not gonna do that to that guy. I like I like him, you know. Like that would be that would be that would be like bullying. That's like that kind of shit where these people are taking fights where they know they can win. Chillin' MFT says would love to hear y'all's take on the rail union strike busting legislation. <laughs> do you we need to? Talked about it and we'll talk <laughs> about it again. It's some fascist Reagan bullshit. It is some Reagan shit that you're fucking I get it. We vote again, we cannot stress enough that we voted for Joe Biden. That needs to be established so you can shut the fuck <laughs> up about us being like, oh, but if you don't if you don't back up your president now, then you might as well be giving into fascism. Fucking slip on a bar of soap in the tub. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, what the fuck? Like, how do you feel about it? If you're one of those people that is like. Vote blue yeah. no matter who. If you're one of those people, how the fuck do you feel about that shit? Because that is twisted. Yeah, that used to be such a taboo. You've always kind of been able to just like send in replacement workers or whatever. But there was such a long point in American history where we just all sort of agreed like, no, you don't do that. And we Reagan broke that up. When you think of like Reagan's legacy... I mean, there's the there's of course the the joke that you know the irony you know irony is naming the airport in Washington after the president that fired all the air traffic controllers. Yeah, it, that is purely fucking greedy capitalist bullshit that does not care about the people that it hurts. It is embarrassing. I am grossed out that the person I voted for would fucking do that. It's a fucking shame. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Jeff, how not a movie would like to know what's your favorite pinball machine? Nostalgic purposes of all time. It's Super Mario Brothers and the Mushroom Kingdom. Sure. Uh, obviously, the blue table, not the yellow table. Blue, regular size, not the little guy. Yeah. Um, currently, the Godzilla table that came out relatively recently is great. It's also the highest rated table. It's the highest reviewed table. Like, it's considered like the top and it did for a reason uh i just recently played a prototype of the new james bond pro which is dr no table and it's fine yeah um, but uh that new godzilla one that thing fucks man it's so good the godzilla ellie is is pretty fucking great over on instagram sure. uh cory privatera also known as science patrol over from japan right. a toy maker says um if you could choose, both choose a famous historical monster to interview, who would it be? And what would be the one question you would want to ask them? The wolf man. And who's a good puppy? Oh, no puppy. Who's a good puppy? Yeah, I would. Can I interview Sasquatch? Yeah. Yeah, I want to interview Sasquatch. Oh, it says fictional. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, because my question would be, where are you hiding? Yeah, where are you at? Where are you at, little buddy? Where are you at in the woods? I think Dracula would be a hell of an interview, right? Dracula's going to have some stories because, you yeah. know, he's immortal and all. Yeah, he's been doing shit. Freddy, did you fuck those kids? <laughs> Puns won't get me out of this one. <laughs> Louis Doust asked uh, if if Adam was Jesus, sure, which apostle would Jeff be? And I think we both know the answer is Judas. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Judas, 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 Judas Priest. <laughs> I saw a thing on Instagram the other day where someone, it was like one of those fucking life coach type motherfuckers, posted something about how every good romance starts with a friendship. And someone commented and just said, and a bad romance starts with, Hola, oh, Gaga. Ga, ga. <laughs> Shit was funny. 
funny. Uh, I think that's all our questions, right, bitch? Uh, I think that's uh, that's all the ones we had time for. Uh, some of you did ask questions that didn't get answered, and for that, they might have been questions that would have had too long of an answer. They might have been something that we already covered. Uh, ask the question again when we do. This is not the last Q and A pod we do. Sometimes we sometimes we get lazy and we want to do a Q and A. Yeah, sometimes this is the. Well, it's fun to interact. Most comfortable too. place to land. Uh, here's the thing, though: is the benefits of these things is like sometimes we're just exhausted and we don't have time to do all this work, and that allows us to be able to interact with you. We've had uh, a lot of people watching, yeah, which is really nice. So watching live in the moment, that's really great. Uh, and then you know, if you didn't, if we didn't answer your question, ask it again next time. Save yeah. it. Put it in your notes app, along <laughs> with the apology yeah. for when you get canceled. Yeah, we'll put it on the parking lot. Yeah. Table, yeah. table it for for next time, and I think that is our episode. Jeff, thank you so much for driving down here. I feel good about it. This was fun. This was a You're lot fun. of fun. Oh, don't be mean. Fuck you. Don't turn mean at the end. You are a bad person, Adam Todd Brown. Uh, things we have to plug: uh, adamtodbrown.substack.com, where you can read my newsletter in broad daylight. How do you spell that, Adam? How do you spell... Adam Todd Brown. Uh, that's Todd with one D. There it is. It is Adam Todd Brown, one D, dot substack, dot com. And... Uh, I met Adam Todd to Brown. Oh. Substack there. Yeah, yeah, I tell people all the time not to follow the Todd with two Ds, so it's fine. Uh, yeah, uh, it's still mostly free. I did put the October archives behind a paywall, but you can still read most everything for free. I'm still kind of easing into writing again and you know you're doing great adam hey thanks so yeah please subscribe to my Substack. i would appreciate it Substack crib because here's the thing pretty good writer all right you know he's a writer he is he's quite good jeff you have anything to plug then oh, i don't know if you're aware of this but i got oh. cool friends and i've got a show called jeff is cool friends available at patreon.com slash jeff may for early uncensored episodes with bonus content. Uh, there's also a, a, a shows like Ugg Fine with Kim Kroll. You regretting this British accent? Oh, yeah. not at all, Governor. <laughs> uh, you can also get access to shows like uh, the monthly show Nerd with Dre Alvarez. He asked a question over there. I've decided to change it to Australian because it's better for me throat. Uh, but you can also get you can get shows like Nerd and, uh, and Jeff and School Friends for free just later and oftentimes censored uh, to punish you for not giving me money. How about that? Uh, we we ner- were doing this month uh, Christmas specials, and we did uh, Muppet Family Christmas, and we might actually do the He-Man Christmas special and put it behind the Patreon paywall. Ooh. Maybe we will. Or if enough people sign up, we'll just put it out for free for everyone. Uh, you can also check out Tom and Jeff Watch Batman on the Gamefully Unemployed Network. Uh, you can also hear You Don't Even Like Sports, a sports podcast about how you, the listener, do not like sports. Uh, and that is, again, here at the Unpops Network. If you want to see me live, Please head on over to Blast from the Past, where you can see Mint on Card. That is on Magnolia in beautiful Burbank, California. Uh, Our next show is going to be December 9th. Uh, So that's, uh, what, a week from recording? It's right now. Hey, it's on tomorrow. All right. I think we have done it. We should get the fuck out of here. Jeff, would you like to say goodbye? Bye. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. We love you. You get the David Lee Hagar rookie card, everybody. Jim Mint Junk. 